It's your friend Rafa Sparza from Verbal Tap back again with my good friend, Mike Stallings. Mike, how are you doing, man? I'm good. I'm you took good. a little I'm while to say that. Dra- I'm going through this draft lift right now. You just sent it to me, and <clears throat> that's a lot. Yeah, I thought there was a, a slight chill in your response. I guess that would explain the draft. Hey, everybody, as you may know, the Dubs did a bland sprit the other day. So, yeah, I said bland because that's what the draft felt like. Didn't quite hit the mark, wouldn't you say, Mike? Yeah, no, what did you expect? I didn't expect much, but a lot of people were excited about the reboot reset possibilities of a brand extension between the two so that you would have two different things competing against each other. That's still there. Okay. So where was the miss? What what didn't work? I I like your comment with there was no David Silver aspect to it. There was just a presentation of it. I thought should have been more over the top to separate itself. It just felt like a it felt like raw for a second. But can we can we know. be real? Because they did this on SmackDown. And the thing that really upsets me is, yeah, sure, I could get excited about the prospect of a draft because like you said, they're making it very ESPN with the ancillary program on the WWE network, which nine ninety nine you know, draft center. But the big issue I have is if you're going to go that far, why not go all the way? Why not have these guys get dressed up in the most ridiculous suits possible? When they get drafted, there needs to be tons of hugging. There needs to be a photo opportunity. So I, I want it all. I want the glitz and glamour of every aspect. And I want people to, if they are being drafted, be waiting with bated breath because... I think that would make it way more fascinating than just like, hey, these guys are in the like locker room and no big deal. You know, like the the dumbed down Titantron video that you got for it, your consolation prize. No, for watching. Is, like, no, the Titantron happens yeah. all the yeah. fucking time. Yeah, those it's guys just like got anything. the call up. They got the call up. The Titantron guys. They had to do it that day, probably. <laughs> Absolutely, probably it's a big deal for them. Yeah, they didn't know day. where it was gonna go, so they were uh, waited on bated breath themselves. <laughs> All I can think about is when you say you want the glitz and the glamour of a big draft is them putting on the hats so they went to Raw or SmackDown with the tag on it. That's it. Yep. I want them to take a photo opportunity with the step and repeat with Shane and Daniel Bryan. And we haven't even gotten to talking about the fact that they have two new general managers. So you've got Shane, who brought in Daniel Bryan, and then you had Stephanie, who brought in Mick Foley. My question to you, were those the right people to bring in? Absolutely. But my question to you is, is, did they need to bring anybody in? What does that do to Shane and Steph? Just give them vacation time? Yeah, absolutely, I don't... dude. Do you think that I mean, Shane I get that, but I thought contract... we were high on Shane. We're all high on Shane. But do you think that Shane was, like, making this contract and saying, yeah, I'll be in every week? Totally. That sounds like fun. Or do you think he's saying, like, yo, I'm going to slip away on a couple episodes and it's November. I feel like it was open-ended. Maybe he's just burned out on it. Like, he got the rush, he jumped off the cage, and he's just like, yeah, I'm kind of over it. Yeah, so, yeah, you're right. Absolutely. I, I Honestly, I think that was built into the contract. Plus, I think they wonder, like, how long can they get away with brother versus sister? So, it won't surprise me if we see them on the show regularly, but as weekly installments for the two of them doing things, I don't know. I just wonder if the dubs figures maybe this against 
authority kind of thing will get old, so they need to kind of switch things around. Okay, but so where's the competition between um, <clears throat> McFoley and Daniel Bryan then? Where does what are we playing for? That's what the thing was missing with the draft. Okay, so Seth Rollins got drafted number one. Shouldn't he like win a prize? Yeah. Shouldn't he get like a guaranteed shot, which they gave him anyway? But shouldn't that been of kind of like fixed in? Couldn't they have rewritten Dean Ambrose versus whoever the number one draft pick is gets the title shot? You know, that would be great. I mean, you know, I unlike the NBA, you don't actually have to give the things away. It's all for show. So who's to say that you couldn't just give Seth Rollins some, like, fucking baller car that you borrowed from some, I don't know, rental place or whoever town they're in has a great car. They can borrow it. There was once a, a pyramid scheme that one of my buddies went to, and they literally rented out a car, one car, to show how rich they were. And they'd be like, yo, if you guys do a really good job, you'll win this car. That's all you got to do. But they were paying for it out of pocket. Here's the saddest part of that situation. My buddy was like, Are there overhead? My, my, my buddy goes, Hey, man, do you want to come with me to this thing? And I was like, Yeah, dude, I'm, I'm so happy we can hang out, whatever. I get there and I'm like, Oh, it's a pyramid scheme. Motherfucker. And I tell him the whole time, I'm like, Dude, we're at a pyramid scheme. And then all of a sudden, I see like two seconds later, he hands over money, like 400 bucks to join it. I was like, What the fuck are you doing? <laughs> What's wrong with you, man? Surprised they didn't ask you for half at that point. Uh, please. At that point, I was actually, this is the sad part. They sent their leader, the person who was showing the nice car, the one nice car that they could rent, to come talk to me. And uh, I was like, hey, can you draw me out what this looks like? And he literally drew a triangle. And I go, oh, cool, that's a pyramid. Okay, everybody, I'm out. It's been a good time. Anyway, that's not Illu- It always goes back to the Illuminati, I'm telling you. It is the Illuminati. <laughs> I will, say, has his hand in everything. I will say, though, that I, I feel that with the brand extensions between the two, I, I think it can be interesting. Where's the competition between the two? Obviously, it's who's more retired. Who's better at being retired, Mike? That, that's going to be the whole subline. Here's, text what you do. No, here's what nobody wants to do. Nobody wants to do the math. You got this big list. There's about, what, 59 people on it. Everybody wants to be fantasy bookers. Do book the shows now. The math is right there, right in front of you. The very first thing I thought about was <clears throat> it's going to be a slow burn when uh, the club is on Raw and AJ's on SmackDown, but Finn runs into them backstage, and now they start the Balor Club. Is AJ going to start a, a club on SmackDown, or is he going to be sad from afar? Like, there's so much to fan. <laughs> Can you Skype it in too sweet? Sad AJ. Don't get started on sad AJ. <laughs> That's not what this was supposed to be about, Raph. The sad AJ picture ski needs to get out of your head right now. I absolutely think that you could still Skype in as a member of <laughs> the club, dude. Clubs have I'm different rules so among all of these things, we talked a lot about the different folks who ended up there. You're right. Uh, Seth Rollins getting drafted first. Very cool. Um, they still say that they're going to figure out what's happening with the belt situation. Are there going to be two belts or is there just going to be the one that just kind of goes back and forth? No, there'll be two. Okay. How do we feel about two belts? Do, 
Everybody wants that gold belt back. Everybody loves it. I think they should flip the script and bring back like the spinner belt just to piss everybody off. <laughs> and that brings up a good point too, with John Cena now going to SmackDown Live. Um, I mean, he his roots were there. Him and Randy Orton both got drafted to SmackDown ages ago. Do you enjoy that pick? Do you think they worked well there? Yeah, that's good for the, you know, it's good for to get the eyes over there. That's what the whole. The whole point is the flagship is, is raw, and if you put a big star, the you know the standard bearer, so to speak, over on SmackDown, it makes it feel like it's a it's a big deal. Um, do they do an Intercontinental Championship open? Because I feel like that was John Cena's whole thing, and I feel like that's what he was making, how he's making Raw great again, but. Um, Talking about a limited schedule and stuff, and him being all Hollywood, it's going to be. I don't know. There's a lot of there's a lot of. You listen here. You just said make Raw great again, and I'm going to tell you one thing. Yes, it's Donald Trump. Listen here. I'm a WWE Hall of Famer. I'll tell you how this draft goes. You want to know? Oh, John. Yeah, please indulge me. You're going to. Yeah, I figure you're going to tell me anyway. That's fine. That's exactly what I was going to do. There are three things I'm going to tell you right now. Number one, John Cena. That's pure class. I like him. He's great. He's going to be huge. Okay? Stop laughing. Okay, number two. Number two. Because I, I want to hear prompt. the second thing. You tell, you told me you're going to tell me three things, Mr. Excuse Trump. Me, Mr. Excuse Trump. Excuse me. Excuse me. Thank you. Do you have a question for me now? What was the second thing about John Cena? Oh, God, you were the about- second thing that's great. It's not John Cena. You guys are going to lose your minds when I say this. Okay? The second thing that's going to be great is New Day does rock, but I didn't want them to go over SmackDown. You know why? Why? Because they started talking about this Pokemon crap, and I don't know what any of that shit is this week. It's Pokemon Goo? That's great. I love Pokemon Goo. It, but it is huge. It's huge. It's not as big as Charizard, which I believe one of my my aides has told me is the biggest, hugest one of all time. And also, what's that? Charmander <laughs> is a thing, too. That's right. And the rest. Anyway, number three, and this is the big one. What is Dean Ambrose going to do on SmackDown? I ask you this question, Mike. That was the question. What What is he going to do? Yeah, what's he going to oh, do? I, you know, I, I think I have the atmosphere Trump. I think I finally figured it out. I think Dean Ambrose is going to be huge. That's great. You finally are getting it now. I got to get back to trying to run a country that I have no business doing. Thanks, everybody. Remember, make... Raw or SmackDown, whatever you can. I don't really give a shit. One of those things good again. I have no idea what the product is, but I'm in the Hall of Fame. You're fired. Wow, that was... I felt like Dewey's Playhouse for a second. I said some key words and it got taken over for two seconds. <laughs> yeah, Trump has that, <laughs> that way of just finding his way on other shows because he's, you know, he's good with the media. He just gets on there. And people don't know how. I didn't know we were that huge, man. It's, uh... Well, you said got the word huge. Off, it's like Candyman. You say huge three times, and then he just appears. I didn't. I've never been put on 
that grandiose of a scale before. That was probably never will. I was again. laughing out of intimidation. <laughs> that, was, that, was, that was that was rough. Can we talk about Heath Slater? Because I feel people have some real feelings about Heath Slater. Do you feel Pokemon draft would have been more entertaining? <laughs> Possibly. I think the the Pokemon is uh, it's taken over the world, man. These people they love it. People want to make memes of it. Um, who would be your first Pokemon pick? Oh, uh, Squirtle for life. Squirtle? Are you kidding me? What what makes Squirtle, Squirtle so important? Because again, I don't know. I'm not a nerd, but tell me why he's he's the thing. Because everybody's all about Pikachu. It's a Pikachu this, Pikachu that. Squirtle's always there, just in the cut. You know you can rely on him, and he's just going to say, Squirtle, and get it done. It's just <laughs> everybody loves It's a more of a water thing. You know, I'm from California. It's more of that kind of like, <laughs> you know, we should you know it's a tortoise versus a hare. Slow and steady wins the race. That kind of whole. It's a theory. Right? The next That's time like, we have a know, guest on, we should 100% have them cut a promo on a Pokemon. That should be your next challenge to the next person we interview. Is we'll see. Definitely. We'll see what happens because so, these guys start mouthing off. Heath Slater, what the fuck's going on there? Because do you so, think that some people took that my, too seriously? Yeah, that's my favorite thing is that people really like took that to heart. That, that Heath Slater's not like how dare they dis- disrespect Heath Slater because he's not going to be drafted. Like, like he's gone. That's it. <laughs> like he's he was fired. waiting there the whole time. Why have a draft and invite somebody <laughs> if you're not going to invite them to be drafted? I don't know if people don't understand kayfabe or like the show anymore. Or and that's why I I posted a meme earlier. Like the moment you realize that you're way more over for not being drafted, it's such a better thing. Like I don't. <laughs> I feel like he's getting the the most out of it out of anybody. Well, you know, um, in response to that, I'm, I'm, I'm here, like I said before, and, you know, I, I just want to say that, uh, I, you know, I think we're just, our show is here to shock the world, and I think we're ready to show that we're good on and offside the mic. And first of all, I, uh, bear corn. <laughs> okay. Uh, woo. Okay. Bye. If that doesn't catch on, I don't, I don't want to be a part of this. It's the fucking genius thing I've seen. I love when people send me clips like this. If you find me on the internet and you send me clips like this, even if you are the fifteenth person to do it, I'm still happy because this fucking clip with Callisto. If this doesn't get him over, as you're saying, then we're not doing our job right. That but I'm the big weirdo magic. that does that in real life and mumbles off and just <laughs> stops talking to people and walk. Yeah, okay, and walks away and they're like, "What the? It better get over because, like you said, Kalisto is life. Kalisto is life. That was just too good. I was so I was way more entertained by that than I think anything else. Now, somebody who wasn't entertained and guys, seriously, go put that clip up like 19 times if you haven't already. Um, but somebody who didn't get over apparently was Cesaro. Fill us in on what happened there and what you think is the result of it. So I guess the big uh, to do with him was that he was supposed to get drafted to SmackDown. They're going to make it a wrestling show. They throw the NXT guys on it, and they told him that. 
and they drafted him to Raw. And I don't know if they didn't tell the wrestlers they were going to be cutting promos because, like you said, Kalisto's thing was hopefully <laughs> planned. Alberto Del Rio's was even worse than that. I don't know if he forgot how to cut a promo, but go back and watch that because it was, you swear it was his first day in promo class. But, um, yeah, he, it's like a mini pipe bomb. He really voiced uh, what he was feeling at that point. And you can start seeing it when the wheels are turning and he wasn't really happy about his place. I just thought, yeah, this is going to get him in trouble because he was, like, he was really ranting about what he thought. And I don't know if he forgot that it was sometimes they have to rewrite it on the fly. <laughs> And they either forgot to tell him, but yeah, it was it was pretty bad on both sides of it, I guess. Um, there's an area that I want to bring up, and I actually I just happened to get someone who sent me some information on another thing, but they lead into each other nicely. The first is this: Why is Brock Lesnar being drafted? Because obviously, what? the same is for Roman Reigns, and that's fine. Well, that's why I was thinking when I was just saying that about Cesaro. Like, why should that matter if they're going to draft Lesnar and Reigns and they have real... I mean, I understand not wanting to be on a show when thinking, like, okay, this business, you were kind of, like, messing with me, but, like, to really do that and be bigger than the business and have it be known, mm -hmm. for one, have it be looked in inside with Roman Reigns, and then, like you were saying, now we have another promotion, the highest governing in combat sports, looking down at Lesnar... Twice failing a drug test, which we're supposed to be wellnessed about in the WWF, which is going to bring you to your question on how do you balance or where does that get lost, I guess? It's a great, great discussion point for us because you were asking me and a lot of my friends were asking me, even on the Verbal Tap show, they were like, Raph, what's the implication of Brock Lesnar? And I said, look, you idiots, you have to tune into my other podcast to find out. So I'm going to finally talk about it here because this is the place to address it. Brock Lesnar getting caught with steroids prompted the biggest duh reaction since Brock Lesnar returning to the WWE after getting his ass kicked. Everybody knew that he was on something. But can you prove it? Eh, I don't know. Because he just looks that big. And I guess the other thing that really prompts you to really feel a little bit more, because Brock, when he's on the UFC press tour, is taking the role of the heel. So I get that. And that's fine. That works. But when they asked him, like, hey, man, you know, what are you on? Are you on anything? Because he just looked big. He's like, I'm a jacked white boy. You guys are going to have to deal with it. That's a dare. I think that was a dare to the USADA governing bodies to basically say, like, find something wrong with my shit. And a lot of people were hoping that you would find something wrong because he creates that weird heel sort of cut thing. Anyway, long story short, if you watch the fight with him and Mark Hunt, if that was him on steroids, yikes. So Brock Lesnar essentially got caught for estrogen lowering kind of things, uh, which basically makes it, if you're really going down the wormhole, it makes it seem like he could have taken steroids and that he used the estrogens blockers to basically make it seem like those traces are gone. So when he does drug tests, it's a dumb thing. His opponent, Mark Hunt, in the UFC has fought so many people who have gotten caught for illegal used drugs 
that he was calling for half of his purse. Then he was saying he wants three-fourths of his purse because he's tired of fighting against these drug abusers. Again, if you watch the fight between Brock and Mark Hunt, here's what happened. Brock charged this dude who's a big Samoan, put him up against the cage, and wrestle-fucked him. Now, what's wrestle-fuck? It means basically you just kind of lie on top, and it's a phrase they use in... MMA and jiu-jitsu that basically says he didn't really do much he just kind of stayed on top of him and that's essentially what the fight was Brock did some punching and by the way Mike I think you would enjoy this I know you didn't get to see the whole fight but Brock I think we were joking he got confused midway through the fight because it looked like he was starting to pull his punches at the very beginning oh so the reverse happened to where he was in the WWE again. Mm-hmm. So he was like, oh, shit, I'm supposed to hit you for real. And then brings these ham hocks for fists that he has onto the cinder block that is Mark Hunt's face. And Mark was protecting himself, and he endured it, and they got a decision. Then they were already looking at bringing Brock back into the fold, and they realized, oh, shit, wait, we can't do that because he failed his first drug test, which I believe happened mid-June. Then, on the night of the actual thing, he got caught for the same thing. The other thing that kind of prompted Brock to potentially be a little bit more antagonistic to the whole thing is, do you know what Brock said when they finally figured out that he had failed the first drug test? Do you know what his response was? It was very Brock Lesnar, but did you read what it was? I, yeah, I heard it, but I don't remember. You were going to quote it anyway right now. We're going to get to the bottom of this. Yeah, that's right. Great quote. She said to the rock, the rock bottom of this. <laughs> That's pretty good. Uh, it also is uh, reminiscent of OJ saying he's going to find the real killers. He didn't kill anybody, but like you know, what if he did? I guess Legendary. what I'm saying here, people, is this: Brock Lesnar, and did in some ways invite this upon himself. Whether you believe that he took the roids, which I guess is a pretty logical explanation for a jacked white boy. But it does open up opportunities for the WWE, which means what the fuck's going to happen there? Because, yeah, USADA is for the UFC, but the WWE has their wellness policy. And the WWE likes to say that they take care of those athletes who are really, really going against the rules. And they make examples out of them, a.k.a. Roman Reigns. But then, what happens to SummerSlam? Is he still going to compete there? And yet, yesterday, when they drafted him onto Raw, it was the first indication... That for an organization that originally put out when he was caught, oh, he hasn't competed for us since, like, mania. (laughs) That guy, whatever he's been doing on his own is his own weird thing. But that was their first indication that they still have plans to use them, which then complicates, does he go back to the UFC if he is clean? If he does get the full penalty, is he like John Jones and potentially looking at a two-year sort of fine? And if that is the case, can he still compete in the WWE? With all of that said, Mike, what are your thoughts? Like, I get the UFC part of it, but as far as the WWE goes, like, why why should it matter? No. It, it's this if if it's steroids, it shouldn't matter. I'll tell you what wellness is about. Wellness is about people dying. Wellness is about the pills. Wellness is about them getting hurt and being addicted to, you know, these pain pills that could, you know, potentially have them be another Eddie Guerrero or China. We're not worried about roids. <clears throat> Vince loves roids. Vince loves how jacked white boys look. Vince loves big calves. Vince loves 
number 50, 48 pick, Braun Strowman. He loves those kind of guys. It's not about steroids. Bret Hart was on steroids. He admitted it. You know what I mean? Look at Buff Bagwell. Look at Scott Steiner. That shit's never mattered. Like I get, like I get for the UFC. I, <laughs> for the UFC, I don't think it should matter either, but it's a whole other. I'm not in that, you know, in that realm of competition, and there's a whole other, you know, way to look at it from a competing standpoint. But I'm looking, I watch, I have high-definition TV. I, you know, I want to see my athletes beat the shit out of each other in, you know, 1080p, like hardcore, the bigger the better. But I'm not, if I was competing, I'd probably have a problem with them having the edge. But it's it's wrestling, you know. That's what Roman got busted for. It wasn't steroids. It was for um, him being sad and having to take antidepressants because everybody was booing him. And he Vince didn't want him, you know, to slam two bottles of Jack. And then he had to deal with, you know, him pulling him out of the hospital. And TMZ was, like, a lot worse than being a jacked white boy. I don't care about that. And if it's that big of a deal, they should write around it. Have him no-show Randy. Have his music hit and have nobody come out. And then have Paul Heyman introduce the new uh, Paul Heyman guy. And then have that be an angle that Brock is pissed off and wants to get back at it. They can work around it. But everybody, like I said, with the China thing, it'd be so fascinated. And, oh, look at, look at what he did. Oh, no. John Jones, it's vilify him. Burn him at the stake. Brock don't fucking care. You know, what does Brock care? Brock yeah. don't, that shit shouldn't matter. The U.S., like I said, again, from a competition standpoint, absolutely. For the WWF, I'll watch it. People, if you told me you were going to have a pay-per-view where you're going to watch Brock do steroids, people would buy that shit. <laughs> Don't act like they wouldn't. Like, if they, oh, WWE <laughs> 24 presents uh, all your favorite superstars doing fucking drugs. Like, they need to to stay sane and, like, to stay bump free. Like, you would watch it. Don't act like you wouldn't. I love that there are so many people, though, who want to call for this. And maybe this is mixing the genres for a second, but let's indulge it. There are a lot of people who say that in the UFC, why not give them all of the steroids and let them. Yes! Do where's their that thing? new federation? I was going to say off. Where's that federation? That's the new thing. That's Pokemon Go. No, fucking steroids go. Let's go. Steroids go. The SOF, the SGF, the Steroids Go Federation. Let's go. Who cares? I mean, people want Gladiator. What the fuck? Oh, that guy killed him while he was on steroids. It doesn't count. Like, since when? It'd be you know, the one it's, federation it's, where they don't count how many wins you get. They count how many times you just didn't die. Yeah, exactly. Like, I'm going to work. Well, I'm just going to try not to die. That's basically what UFC is. Like, I was going to break his ankle. The guy tapped out. The rules say you have to stop. Well, if the rules say you have to stop, are you going to break his ankle? Probably. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, look, put a couple rocks in there see what happens. <laughs> oh, like, steroids. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> I think we have to have a good discussion a little bit later about what the UFC and the rules are meant for. But you know what? Let's talk this. Okay, so the rule I was going to say, this is the information I just got. We need to give you the precursor and the information. I think Mike's got some good thoughts. This was something that somebody put it up uh, in regard to Mike Hunt asking for, or I'm sorry, Mark Hunt, asking for Brock Lesnar's uh, purse. Like, Brock Lesnar got paid a reported $2.5 million, and as a result of that, now... Mike wanted half of that. So do that math very quickly and realize that that's more than most UFC fighters are getting paid. Now, there's a big possibility he may lose that. 
money. Yeah, if they were smart, they'd put that shit in a duffel bag, and that should be the match at SummerSlam is Brock versus Mark Hunt for the fucking for half of his purse and of that blue throwback WWF duffel bag a la Andre the Giant, Big John Stud. I mean, let's go. Brock, they can write him a check for the WWF can write him a check for that purse. What it, it's just it's just fodder to put them both over. They knew he was on they knew he was on roids or they knew he was having his estrogen blocked before they did that. They got wrapped up in the McGregor and the Bones Jones thing that I mean, I just can't wait to what CM Punk has to say about all this. Are they gonna capitalize off of the straight edge net? I mean, what does this become like a an angle? That's a great question. I don't know. I mean, we uh you you can make the assumption based off of CM Punk's non-traditional wrestling bod, but yeah, he's probably not on the stuff. But who knows? Maybe we find out that's too. <sighs> were you a, offended by it? No, like, I'm were not you mad about this? No, you know what it was? I wasn't even mad. I actually I brought up a bigger point to the MMA fans, and I got to tell you, Mike, this meme crushed. I put it up on the verbal tap one, okay? I put up like 3, which are varying degrees of funny. The first was, uh, and maybe you'll appreciate this joke. There's a big thing about Brock Lesnar wearing a Canadian flag and like sporting it because he lives in Canada now, which is very strange because he was rallying on about their healthcare system, but you know, Brock and a Brock. So uh, I put up a meme. The joke was need more proof. Brock loves Canada. USADA stands for you sad, eh? So there's that one. Did pretty okay. The second one I put up was uh, <laughs> USADA, more like you saw that coming. That meme crushed. But the real meme that I put up, that's truly for the wrestling fans, is one of The Undertaker holding a jar of urine and looking menacingly, as only The Undertaker can, while looking at Brock Lesnar, who has a pursed look on his face that seems a little pained with the caption seems the undertaker is calling on usada to test the b sample of brock lesnar's pre-season wrestlemania drug test as well slash undertaker's record 21 and one with the asterisks by it because mm -hmm. i'm just saying that's the big reveal into the urn was brock's dirty p the whole time absolutely man i knew something was up when i saw that match and it <laughs> Makes sense now. It all comes together. Paul Heyman, I do not accept your explanation that he beat the shit out of The Undertaker so badly that he couldn't kick out. No. No, my friend. That was helped by a little estrogen blocker that helped him bulk up to get the strength he needed to take out The Undertaker. Because that's the only way that you ruin that streak, which is not just a WWE streak. It is a streak. Sorry. Just, just emotional like a fan. It is a streak in sports. Just need to make the. Dare you do that? Just need to make the streak. Just need to make the streak great again. I don't understand how you do that, Undertaker, because he's an American. He's an American badass. Okay, I'm alright. Anyway, okay, you're right. Yeah, I'm fine. Here's the thing, people. I think it is funny that Brock Lesnar got caught. Maybe, 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 maybe we find out that it was all a misunderstanding. They have found in the past there was a fighter by the name of Yoel Romero 
if you barely know anything about the UFC, just know that he liked to compare people after they got gay marriage was allowed in the United States. He called for people need to not forget about Jesus, not Jesus, but Jesus, because that's how they say it. Um, that dude then tested positive for roids and they found out it wasn't true. However, Brock failing two tests ooh, is not looking good. Hey, so, is Overeem in the UFC still? Yeah, he is. And they were actually talking yeah, about Yeah, that doesn't matter. Then what? Okay, then. <laughs> but they See, were talking what? about the two oh of them God. fighting each other before it came out that he had the roids. And if you look at the difference between Reem on roids and Reem without roids, it's basically a Snickers commercial into itself. That's not the point. The point is, is the nobody point. gives a shit about Roman Reigns. You asked about Roman Reigns right now, and we didn't even talk about him because nobody cares. Nobody cares. He was sad. It was like Xanax and like a couple of Somas. Nobody cares. All right? Make him the champion again. Then we get everybody all pissed off again and talking about, yo, who should be suspended? It's wrestling. All right? Joe Rogan says you guys are doing, you know, uh, testosterone boosters before it's always gonna it's always gonna be there. Okay, good. Like I said, I got high definition TV. I have the network. I want to see the special where they put they inject Randy Orton with some fucking charisma for once. Okay, where is that? Is there C, is there CEDs, charisma enhancing drugs? Because that motherfucker needs them. Brock Lesnar, call Randy Orton immediately. Fucking SummerSlam, nothing. SummerSlam a fucking SummerSlam a needle of fucking charisma into your bank <laughs> slam. That's wait, what I want to see. Let me say this I have to say, I think there was nothing funnier than watching UFC 200 and seeing them put in promotional materials for the WWE. It was of very course, strange. They want Ronda Rousey now. Yeah, give I us know. Rousey now already. That's all it is. Make this go away. Just give him Rousey now. She's fighting at WrestleMania. This will all go away. It very well could be part of their deal. Who knows what kind of fucking shit they did. I'm just saying this as why it was so hilarious, which was when they go, and we're happy to report that Brock Lesnar will be taking on Randy Orton at the biggest event of the summer. And at which point I said, At UFC? Yeah, at the UFC. They put a commercial for SummerSlam, and they talked about him taking on Randy Orton next. And I had to think to myself, there was a commercial for that. That obviously the dubs made, but at the same point, I'm watching this UFC 200 build as the greatest event, sporting event of the summer. And then they have a commercial with it, and I thought, this is amazing that Vince could get away with. And Vince got away with this so much that they were able to promote all of the WWE. Brock Lesnar took no pain, I guess, for other reasons maybe too, but literally got the best case scenario up until they did the test results because they were talking about Brock Lesnar potentially doing both and that Brock didn't say he was going to come back to the UFC, but he had a shit eating grin on his face when he could avenge the last loss that said, "Uh, I don't know if I'm going to come back, but you knew for sure he was going to come back and tell Vince. Yeah, I think I'm done. We'll have to see how USADA and the governing commission comes down on that. But if he's able to do that, I have a feeling that win is contagious, and I feel that it's it's addictive, and that he wants to go back and chase that high again. So there's you that. know what could have changed the whole draft with you your little rant. You know what could have changed the entire thing? Mm. One pick last night. Mm. Raw picks with their tenth pick, John Bones Jones to <laughs> Raw. Why not? He's a good heel. What else is he doing? What's he doing for two years? What 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 else? What's the natural? Come on, that's 
You don't think Donald Trump, Vince, and Dana haven't hung out together? Within the last month. Do you want to know what uh, a dinner between that the was three the of whole them would thing, sound the like? Dana is a whole other thing. That was a whole – I already went off on you about Dana. No, I know. This whole you little know. whim for a week. That was a whim. Did you want to hear what a dinner between the three of them sound like? <laughs> I, think I, I think we have footage of the three of them grabbing dinner once. Hold on. Let me see if I can call it up here on the computer. Beep, bop, beep, boop, and play. Hey, you fucking dummies. What the fuck do you guys think you're going to get for dinner tonight? Oh, I don't know. Dana, what do you think that you're going to get this evening? Listen here, you two. I'm going to order a big juicy steak because that's how I get down. Let me tell you something, though. Dana White, I don't like the fact that you think that you're tough shit and you say what you want and people... Actually, now that I think about it, I do like that, but that's copyright infringement. Oh, if you're talking about copyright infringement there, let's just remember who started. You're fired. Hey, you fucking idiots. I'm actually the least rich person here, so I'm just going to fucking take it. Uh, Hey, fuck you. Fuck you. I'm cool. And I'm out of here. You're fired. You're fired. Who picks up the bill? Do they all just walk out America on it? America does. It goes on the debt. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. America. You're welcome. No, you're welcome. <laughs> well, let's do this. Do you have any closing thoughts about the draft? Because I, I don't know now, what the what implications are. What did you expect? I thought it was. What did you expect? You can't write a draft. Like they said, uh, draft is just like going to – a random high school graduation. I mean, we were invested in these characters. Like I said, do the math. You want to sit here and you want a fantasy book and you tell me why John Cena and AJ Styles won. It's, you know, it's a long... So me and my brother used to have Raw versus SmackDown 2009 mm-hmm. uh, for the PlayStation, and they had a mode on it called General Manager Mode where you would draft and then you would just make pay-per-views with your draftees. Like, you wouldn't play a game... There was no movement. It was just words, and you would place them like, and he would always cheat because he'd always put the first match would always be like a six man. You could probably stipulations on it. It'd be like a six man tornado tag ladder match for some like, and I was always like trying to like think it out like, oh no, Big Show versus Kane and the Undertaker like handicap match is like more savvy to like what's going on in two thousand nine, and he'd always be like, yeah, watch this. Like figured out the like the algorithm. It was like stack, stack, stack. I win. What's next? And that's all we did. Like, so if you want to do that, yeah, cool. That's that's cool. We could talk about why, you know, Nia Jax deserves to get called up and why she's gonna run around with Eva Marie and why it. But as far as like the aesthetic of it, what I mean, it's it was SmackDown. It's wrestling. It, it happens next week. Everybody was real high on Daniel Bryan coming back, and that was that's really cool. But again, just like with WrestleMania, everybody's expecting this big grandiose you know, presentation and all their expectations just get shattered because there's that, these grand expectations. You can't just, like, go with it. I thought it was – I really like your idea of giving Seth a car or something for Brock to throw at another fan or something. It's <laughs> the, the, the more over the top – it needs to be more over the top. Yeah, it really does. And I really need to see a table of three with Dana, Vince, and Donald Trump now. We may make that an animated series here on the show. 
guys, I don't know what else to say other than this. I'm going to let you make one, what's prediction, but what's one thing that you see as a positive coming out of this draft for both brands? Um, uh, <clears throat> well, like you said, the reset button is always good. Um, you're going to get, you know, a fresh couple of matchups. It seems that SmackDown's going in the right direction. And, you know, I was just really hyped on um, American Alpha's um, mm-hmm. reaction that they got because that means that people are paying uh, attention to NXT and that they know that these guys are, you know, ready, willing, Speaking and of gable. What, <laughs> that's very good. Uh, to get, the uh, question I had for you was, what happens to NXT, though? Nothing. NXT stays the same. What NXT needs to stay relevant because NXT isn't NXT anymore. NXT, okay, there's two Raws. There's Raw 1 and Raw 2. <laughs> NXT becomes SmackDown, and the new NXT is the CWC. CWC is great. That's what Absolutely. NXT stood for. All these, this new talent and this different way of wrestling. NXT's branded itself. It's got its mainstays, and that's why everybody wanted uh, – <clears throat> for Joe and all the mainstays that get called up, but it would have completely killed all the steam and all of its brand stay that it has right now would have made CWC like the hot underground brand, which it's going to become anyway. But NXT is, yeah, it's a brand. It's, it's good. And then when the CWC is done this year and you can get all those guys pumped into NXT and they can start the CWC over, it's just going to be this, this machine that pumps out, you know what I just thought about too? Where yeah. was the John Morrisons and where was the Carlitos and where was the Tommy Dreamers? What what happened to that? Nobody wants to talk about what where's all these throwbacks that was supposed to happen and all these big surprises. That was there's so many people that, that doesn't need to happen. And that's again with these expectations. It's just you know, it's it's good. I you know, Seth Rollins is back, all these people are back and healthy. You know, it's a like wrestling's cool right now. You I know, just again, that. their expectations. For anybody who still says what a shame and they're they're in that mode, they're actually in kayfabe with uh, Heath Slater, just, like, look at them and be like, I know, <laughs> it's such a shame. And, like, what about The Undertaker too? Like, he hasn't been drafted. Like, what happened? Done. Like, what do you think is going to happen there? And just see what the reaction is because if they go further down with you, enjoy that ride. That's a gift. And you deserve that. Done. Done. I do. I really appreciate that. That just actually made my day that much better. It filled a hole in my heart that I had today. You were talking to me earlier. Listen to the moon now. It's crazy, right? That's a whole other podcast. I'm not Mark Marin. That's not Mark Marin. Okay. <laughs> you know, guys, uh, we thank you guys for joining us on this episode. Of course, um, I think uh, Mike and I have been talking about it, a very special episode for the uh, Cruiserweight Classic because uh, it already looks good, but. I, I think that if they do that right, that could have a lot of implications. It, it could be something that's that's truly special. Well, that was left out of the draft, too, that Raw is going to yeah. be, that the cruiserweights are going to be on Raw, and I just, I, I'm not going to get going on that. That's a whole different, you're right. But uh, we're looking to see what topics are coming up next. If you guys have stuff that you want us to talk about, hit us up. You can catch me at Verbal Depthcast. Um, you can throw questions there on the Twitter, on the Instagram. Uh, also on the Facebook page over there, you're more than welcome to hit us up with questions, and uh, we will be happy to answer them. And uh, I know that there's going to be a lot more narratives coming up, and I will keep you guys uh, updated with this whole Brock Lesnar thing. I know some of you don't really care about the UFC, but I can at least digest it for you. 
and uh, baby bird it into your brains. But uh, you got any shout-outs for us, Mike? No, it's good. I just want to always put myself over. I thought, I was, you. you know, you got me in a better mood, and you felt the confidence come back, and I have no problem with talking about, yeah, I'm good. All right. I think that's, that's about as good a time as any to end it. Thank you guys for joining us on a very special episode of Feel Section. You have a great rest of your day. Too sweet me. Too sweet me. Too sweet me. Did you just echo yourself? Oh, is that what that echo? <laughs> oh, you literally just what an echo sweet. is. You know when you make it love to a woman and you hear a voice, it's an echo, echo, echo. That's an echo. <laughs> all right, all right, y'all, all right, y'all. <laughs> right. And no, you're welcome. You're fucking welcome. You do that. Fucking welcome. But you think that that's great. I do the air horns for myself. Burr, burr, burr. No, you're welcome. No, I don't know how that happened. <laughs>